It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, on to our top 32 and 32. Uh, We're ranking the top 32 players in the Browns organization in terms of... Not just players. Yeah, positions. In terms of just importance, critical importance. Uh, We're at number 24 who... I don't know who ranked these, but... These lunatics back here. It was the behind the glass So we get to make fun of them. DPJ, according to you guys, is 24th. He needed to be about 12 and a half, 13 spots higher. I think the last... Higher? Like yes. top ten? DPJ? Oh goodness. I'm saying yeah. I'm saying twenty four is too high. I, I, I agree I, with I, you. I, listen, I look at DPJ as if he does not play well this no, year. No, not what we need him to be. Oh. What he's been, right? I don't know how they're looking. What was at your it? criteria, guys? So I on, on previous production or I'll be totally to the honest. Team. I piggybacked off Mike's list and readjusted it the way I thought I, I thought about it. So Earl can speak to his list. Mike can't speak to his because he's stuck right. in Germany. But the list is based on who's most important to the team, right? Yeah. I think the guys the last three days are all more important than DPJ. I don't. The last three days have been Ethan Pochich, Cade York, and who? Ooh. Oh, not Taki Taki. He's not more important. But I think yeah. Pochich... This is an averaging of all three of our I hear you. But okay. I think Pochich and Kate York are more important than DPJ. I would I would agree with that. No, well, if, yeah. you, if you look at it's 22 people that start, right? Yeah. And well, so, the, so, But there's coaches. But, the, but y'all got coaches in here too? Yeah. We do have coaches in here. In okay. my mind, even though he was better last year, DPJ is going to be their third receiver. That's how I'm thinking of him, that they're phasing him out and they're phasing – Elijah Moore and Tillman in. I thought I thought that's the same thing, but then it looks like what's the name? Deshaun Watson likes him. Plus the fact that you got uh, Marquise Goodwin. Bye. He, we don't know if he's coming back. Uh, you you look at what Bell and Schwartz have given you, which is tremendously nothing so far. And you look at the fact, okay, Mari Cooper, like okay, he's. I'm not going to say he's going to be out or anything, but he hasn't been practicing that all that much. So what happens when all that happens? You get Donovan Peoples-Jones, who is in a contract year, taking all those reps. And he is taking all those reps with his life on the line. So you look at it and say, okay, we got Elijah Moore. They want to feed Elijah Moore a lot. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is looking at it like, look, this is feast season. It's, I had 839. If I could just get to 1,000. Just yeah, but I the Browns don't have, care about that. Well, well he, they don't care about that, yeah. but but – I think that he has a good enough connection with Deshaun Watson because a lot of those guys aren't play, practicing. So it, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, DPJ is not great at anything, but they need a receiver. They're looking for somebody to fill a role, and he's practicing more than the rest of those guys. And I know how it used to be when I, when you get injuries and they, put, they keep you out for non-practice. What happens is you start to develop a little rapport, and the coach is like, well, he's dependable. Who do you want on this route? Ex- yeah, but ex- what y. I would say to that, G, is Elijah Moore and Cedric Tillman, they haven't been hurt. No, no. Those well, guys have been out there. And Amari Cooper is such a established, an established wide receiver yeah. that I still think he's the – no matter how much time he's he misses, the one. He's, he's going to be he's the, the Unless guy. somebody emerges – you know, if Tillman by week five is averaging eight catches a game and he's just tearing the – look, it's yeah, possible. Beautiful. We don't know. There have been yeah. a lot of wide receivers have come from, I don't want to say nowhere, but come from where Cedric Tillman has come from. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. where they – We haven't seen that have, here, but we I'd We haven't like seen to. it here. I'd I would like love to. to see it here. It's about yeah. time we see yeah. it here. Because when you get – when you have back-to-back third-round draft choices like uh, the Browns have had at yeah. this position, Anthony Schwartz is – it's going to go down as one of the all-time bad ones for them. You know, I mean, I, I think well, his time here is done. They've had so many bad first-round picks. Well, they <laughs> have, but I'm talking third-round picks. Yeah, I mean, it's a, like it's a that's a high pick. pick. Yeah, there is a measure of expectations that go along with that. Third-round pick should be a starter. Should be a starter. Should yes. be a, contr- a big contributor. Yes, and they're not. And DPJ, for me, is the fact that DPJ, he's not great at anything, but I can I can't look at his game and say. He's bad at that. No, but I, I look at, and we don't know, and you're right. Like, he may end up being the number two receiver. And he, maybe you, he is at the beginning who, of the season. Who you think, who you think is the number two right I, now? You would say it, Elijah It might Moore? be him, but I, I think they're hoping it's Elijah Moore. I just, I guess from my perspective, 
is I see way more upside with Moore and, and Tillman than I do with DPJ. I think DPJ yeah. is what he is. I think I don't think he's any better than this, and he's fine. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think he's just a solid wide receiver. Whereas I see a lot more upside. You know, Tillman obviously is a rookie, mm-hmm. but Elijah Moore, he was drafted 35th or 36, whatever it was. Yeah. Very high second round pick for a reason. I mean, because he's a really talented guy who hasn't found his footing yet. You, and now's an opportunity. Do you think Do you think Elijah Moore is the second? He's the, you know, number two receiver? I think right now that the crown that wears the head, right? And yeah. that's DPJ. Yeah. But I think Elijah, I think every expectation for the Browns is yeah. for Elijah Moore to be that guy. Yeah. I'm and, ho- and, yeah. and eventually for Cedric Tillman to be that guy. Sure. So, I mean, if I'm putting arrows next next to names, I've got arrows up for Tillman and for Moore yeah. and probably an arrow down or a hash yeah. for DPJ right. just because I think last year he was the beneficiary of a wide receiving core that was absolutely abysmal. Yes. Abysmal. And we knew that when they broke camp. Right. Somebody's got to catch these balls. Right. DPJ was that guy. The whole idea in the offseason is to upgrade your weakness, which they did at the defensive line. Yeah. The otherly weakness was wide receiver. They went out and did what they thought were upgrades. Yeah. So that doesn't bode well for DPJ, no. who and, is a placeholder in a right. year where they just had and, no wide receiver. Right, and they're not going to sign him to any kind of extension. I, don't I can't imagine happening. they do, not unless he puts up 1,200 right. yards. Uh, and, I mean, there's a chance, you know, I mean, because he's getting old, that I, I think the Browns hope. DPJ? It, no, 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 Amari uh, uh, Cooper. Oh, oh, oh that, okay. That in 2024, that Elijah Moore and um, Tillman. Tillman are their top two receivers. I think they would love for that. That's what they, that's their yeah, dream that, scenario. Yeah. You know what? Somebody told me once an offensive coordinator was a great analogy. He said, this is the way the game is played at the skill position in the NFL. Each guy is a lottery ticket. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And the more lottery tickets you have, the better chance you have at hitting a jackpot. Mm -hmm. And so Tillman's a lottery ticket to be scratched off. Mm -hmm. We'll find out. Elijah Moore is a lottery ticket. All of these guys are tickets. Mm -hmm. Now... In the case of some, like Anthony Schwartz, we've scratched off every single square and we've won nothing. In right. fact, we owe the lottery commission money. Mm-hmm. Yes, we There's do. one square to be, to be scratched right. for him. Maybe it was scratched last night and they finally made their decision to yeah. publicly admit their failure and punt. Maybe they'll give him another chance. I don't know. Because he's a draft pick, he's going to get every Maybe advantage get in the world. Maybe uh, get another ticket. <laughs> Maybe he'll just yeah. get another ticket. Yeah. So we'll trade him in, we'll release him, and we'll yeah. pick this up is, another ticket. You guys, I'm proud of you. This is a really good analogy. This is this is a home run on your, on your part. And the $2 version where you get that, hey, free ticket. Free ticket. It's not a win, but it's, it's not a loss. Yeah, right, yeah like yeah, if, yeah. He, if, he, if he goes out and runs a punt back, like they'll give him a $2 scratch off. And, you know, he'll, yeah, we'll, we'll give him some day. more chances. But right now, it feels like we owe the Lottery Commission a lot of money. Yeah. Yes. On, yes. on that particular lottery That's ticket. Like we'll, we'll figure it out, I hope. Um, but I, I do think you're right. I think the long-term plan here is because Cooper's, you know, getting towards the back end of his career right. if he's not already in it, they're, you're constantly thinking about the present and you the future. You and you really to. can't pay much interest to the past. No, and, and uh, Amari Cooper's going to be due a lot of money and, like, you know, he's getting into his 30s. You want right. wide receiver gets into the 30s. You start thinking, you got to start thinking about the next guy. You're right. You're absolutely right. And they've done that. And I yeah. think they've got a lot of young guys that look pretty good uh, in Tillman and Moore. Yeah. But these most recent third round picks that they had, no. I, we've seen. Hopefully Tillman ends that bad streak. I, I hope you're right. Yeah. I hope you're right. All right. Uh, we've got a top five Joe Thomas theme today. Of course, Joe tomorrow will give his 
Hall of Fame induction speech. I know all of Northeast Ohio is anxiously uh, anticipating that. By the way, does Joe Thomas now weigh less than Darrell Revis? God, he's, yeah, he does. Darrell Revis, <laughs> when he stood up yesterday at the, for the interview, I couldn't get over. Yeah. He's put on a belly. Yeah. He, he took all Joe's weight. Somebody wants uh, – Mark Schlereth said that, well, yeah, when NFL yeah. guys retire, the, the skinny guys get fat and the fat guys get skinny. Yeah, that's happened. And that is that, really yeah. true. I mean, Schlereth was 330 pounds. Yeah. It's, it's hard, he's it's hard a for, stick yeah. now. It's hard for – some guys, they're not usually that big. Like, usually – like, you know, the really, like, athletic tackles, they, they played at, like, 280, 290. Yeah. They really had to eat a lot of calories to get to To maintain that weight. Main 300. So, when they stopped doing it, Jesus, but the corners and DBs, you think about me, me people say that they just ate McDonald's all the time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. there's and a, the skills players, there's too. A Chad Johnson used to talk about that all the time. Yeah. I eat McDonald's three food. times. He still does. Yeah, it's crazy. And he still is <laughs> And Chad is still a stick. Yeah, he Like, is. his metabolism is 10,000. Yeah. You know? He's, he's like, yeah, but I'll be working out still. So, like. But, how cool is it, by the way, that Joe Thomas's family is doing? It's the first I mean, time that's ever been done. They he's said just last the best. night. He's just the best. I love his son during the interview last yeah. night. <laughs> Melissa Stark said, "Are you nervous?" Yeah. Yeah. That was, cute. <laughs> that was it. Just yep. a solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never ask a kid a yes or no question. Never. It's got to be probative because if it's a yes or no question, they're yes. going to take the off ramp with the one word. That's right. Every single time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to see his speech. It's going to be great. I think it's going to be very emotional. Joe might get choked up. Yep. Joe seems to me to be the guy that. You know, it can be an emotional guy. Definitely. So we'll see how that goes. But good luck to you, Joe, and your speech. And uh, I'm also looking forward to Rondé Barber's speech. He's a player that I've known for years. I covered him in Tampa Bay. And did I think you he's see Joe Hayden's video? I retweeted it yesterday. I did not. He was flying into Cleveland for the Hall of well, into, into Cleveland, but I, well, I assume into Cleveland, but he's going to the Hall of And he just did a video on the plane oh, going cool. to see Joe get inducted. Nice, nice, nice. And, and, what, and what the hell was DeMarcus Ware doing? Was DeMarcus Ware trying what? to get on? Was he trying to get on, like, America's, America's Got, got talent. talent? That's or what I thought. Is you trying to get you a judge spot somewhere? Yeah. Like, like because you trying to get this straight hand thing off, but straight hand is on the jokes. Like, I was like, DeMarcus Ware is singing the national anthem, and I was like, uh, I was sitting there like, what's the name? Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, you mean he introduced to somebody? That's or, what I thought, too. Yeah, I right, thought, right, oh, right. he's going to introduce the singer. Right. And when he... <laughs> He, he started singing. There. Yeah, I almost fell over. With that little, with that the, takes guts, with that, man. With, with he he didn't have the range. Mm. He had the shower voice going. Man. Yeah, it was tough. But I give him all the credit in the world, man. Yeah. And then hey. later in the interview, he referred to the Cowboys and the Broncos both as America's team. By the way, yeah, I hate only have that one. expression. There is. By the way, there's no America's team. Nobody outside of a Cowboys fan thinks. Is there actually, any other fan? Actually, I, I, I no. But I think that I think what that implies is it the most popular team the, yes. yeah the, the team with the most fans but there you're right all of america is not rooting for the cowboys <laughs> no. in fact if you want to break it down there are more anti-cowboys that's right i mean cowboys, fans, but there are more cowboy haters than there are any other the team cowboys haters. are like the yankees they have the most fans and the most haters you're absolutely right and demarcus where i you went in as a bronco I saw his jersey. I said, you, you. I don't know that it's his choice. We know. I think you get to choose. I don't know that you do, actually. I don't know. I I know in baseball they don't. I I wonder if it's the team you played most more games for. I mean, this is. I know in baseball. Call up Andre uh, or or, uh, uh, DeMarcus Ware's stats and see who he played more games for. I think he did. I would say a cowboy. I remember him as a cowboy. Cowboy. Andre Dawson, when I interviewed him a few weeks ago, was very angry. That the hall put him in as an expo because he wanted to go in as a cub. Yeah, yeah. I but he had played more him. for the expo. I think, and I think that's the criteria. Uh, he played yeah. significantly more years with Dallas. He only played three with Denver. Then, Stop. then maybe it is the NFL. In the how NFL, you, maybe it's the players' choice. How do you do that? Like that don't make sense. I mean, yeah. I remember him getting all his sacks. For, like, I do too. Oh, with, with, like it's that crazy. Is Did you guys hear the story that Joe Thomas told uh, Adam Schefter about Peyton Manning? When he called him about well, when going Peyton to play Manning there? was trying to convince uh, the Broncos first yeah. to trade for him, yeah. and then the Browns to to let him go, and right. then Joe Thomas, right? He said, he goes, "There's only one way this, that you're going to get out of Cleveland," and Joe said, "What's that?" And he said, "You need to go make a stink in the in the general manager's office." And Joe's like, "Yeah, that's not my my speed." And he goes, "No, I mean you need to make a real stink. You need to go up in the general manager's office and drop your pants." 
and make a stink <laughs> in his office. <laughs> what? That's the only way they're going to trade you. Yeah, Joe told that yeah. story yesterday, and I, I hadn't heard it. Oh, my God. I heard it that was our time. honorable mention for top five today, by the way. It is? I, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a great lead in then to our top five. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, before we do, though, I want to remind everybody oh, that yeah, Mike that. Earl and I have a podcast now called Behind the Glass. We do it once a week. We didn't do it this week because Mike's out of town, and Earl and I are like kind of think tanking it. We're going to make some improvements to it. So make sure you subscribe to the channel so you get notifications when the behind the glass behind the glass goes live awesome and now we can go into our top five well so that was my lead-in that was our honorable mention was peyton telling him to take a dump on the desk nice uh number five manning Uh, he is a very funny guy this this list is mostly my most memorable joe moments and number five when i was in college joe came out with a beer with great lakes and my entire campus went crazy I think there was lines out the door of Giant Eagle in Berea waiting to buy this. It was such an event, and I still have the can from the original release because they do it, I think, seasonally now. They still make it, yeah. They still make it. You can still buy it. Uh, I don't know if it's all the time, but you can go to Great Lakes' website Isn't and Isn't it just a fall it. thing? It might be. It's, I think it's a football season thing, yeah. but I don't know for sure. I think so. And it's a good beer, too. As someone who I haven't had one, but I've had people beer. tell me it is, it is rather tasty. It's really good. Um, number four. This one might be, the, I think, the funniest story I've ever heard from Joe was him meeting a quarterback in the huddle as the guy walks out on. I thought that the, would be number one. He introduced himself as his left tackle, Joe Thomas. He didn't know. Yeah, I mean, know, that's an all-timer. He didn't know the quarter, hadn't met the quarterback yet. Yeah, right. They signed him that week as a practice squad guy. Yep. They had he a ends bunch up of injuries. A bunch of injuries. They yeah. put him in the game. Hi, I'm your left tackle, Joe <laughs> Thomas. I just can't imagine. I thought like, that imagine would be if I walked one. in today and was like, Hi, Jay. I'm your producer for the yeah, day. I, I, we oh just met. Goodness. Yeah. It is That's a great story. Crazy. Number three, we can't deny this one. Uh, him giving Mikey McNuggets his nickname. Oh, that's Who right. will ever forget? I tried finding the video. Mike's got it hidden somewhere in the folders. I'm sorry. I can't replay the video today. Yeah, it was the first week of the show. It was. It was show two or three. Yeah. It was our first big guest. Mike was shaking back here. He was like, oh, my God, Joe Thomas just FaceTimed me. And then Joe Thomas gave him a nickname, and Mike looked at me and was like, Joe Thomas just gave me a nickname. That's awesome. That was a great that moment. That is, is a great moment. Right. I'll never forget it. McNuggets um, lives. It, it's just it all-time UCSS moment, too. What all-time Joe Thomas And then Ryan moment. Day. Didn't Ryan Day tell him that he should get a NIL deal with McDonald's That's or something right. like yes. that? I, yeah, yes, Ryan did. Mm-hmm. Ryan Day did. Uh, number two, getting nominated for the Hall of Fame. It's such a great achievement. No one will ever forget it, especially Joe and his family. It Can't not put that on this list. Yeah. But number one, Jay, I'm surprised you had – meeting the quarterback because it's definitely breaking the snap record. Yeah, I guess that's not a moment, though. But, I mean, I guess the moment he broke the moment the record, he broke it. But nobody kept the record. You know, like, they, they don't even really know. I've, I've, heard yeah. some, I've heard some old-timers tell me yeah. that certain players played 15 years and never took a snap yeah, off, I mean, but I, how do you prove it now? Who knows if that's – So right. who knows if that's – It's it, an amazing accomplishment it either is. way. I mean, it's but, not even an – I mean, it's become an official stat yeah. now, but I mean, it wasn't you, until very recently. Right. You got to start it somewhere. You're right. Yeah. No, you're right. Somewhere. Absolutely. They were really bad. It's not like with baseball statistics, you can go back forever. And, oh, I know they and be were. pretty yeah. accurate. Football, it's not as long. They didn't keep stat, stat, I think sacks until the 70s. Right. So there were guys like Deacon Jones and Mar- and right. And Who knows Olsen how many they had or whatever these guys. You know, these guys yeah. had a t- ton of uh, sn- uh, sacks, but it wasn't an official. Right. Can you imagine that? Well, it even wasn't Clay an Matthews stat? early in his career wasn't a stat. It, you might be right. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, yeah. Somebody just speaking of pressures. <laughs> One of my dude, uh, one of my uh, college roommates who played ball, he lives in Arizona now. Uh, he said uh, he likes, you know, he, he does stuff for Ohio State. He said, uh, PFF said Dewan Jones played 70-plus snaps and didn't allow a single pressure. Last oh, night. night. Last night. Wow, that's good. Wow. Impressive, yeah. That that's, is very impressive. That's uh, slightly shout out to the staff. Now he's not going against the ones. Yeah, no. I mean, but it, it warrants it warrants a look because he it, jumped off when I, when I looked at the TV. Yeah, and you know, you just look at things and you make a you make a snap assessment. When I looked at it, I'm like, same thing as you. I'm like, he's a lot bigger. Like he's Walter Jones big. I he's, mean, he's third. What? How tall is he? Six eight. I think he's six eight and three thirty. He was no way he was thirty. He's got to be way more than that. Longest in the league. They said he was yeah, he's not 330. Oh, my God. But he lost him late. But I, no, that guy's way more than 330. No. I mean, shout out to Booker. Because he's not that. just tall. And, but you're right, Bull. He's not fat. 
No, and he doesn't move like a fat guy. He moves no. like an athlete. And as I mean, he was chopping his feet on a couple plays. I'm like, that's not easy for someone that weight to do. I, I always tell people, man, if you uh, – offensive linemen are scary because they're like rhinos and elephants. <laughs> like, they move way faster than you think. You ever see people on a safari? And they be in these little safari, little dune buggies, and they be driving around like, oh, we're going to get out on this. No. Those those animals move 35 miles right. an I hour. I think rhinos actually surprisingly kill more humans, they do. right? Yeah, that, like, they're the animal else. that kills the most humans every Which year. Which you wouldn't have guessed if no. you didn't know that. Like, By you, the way, uh, I don't know if it's accurate, but Dewan Jones on his Wikipedia page is listed at 6'8", 375. <laughs> and, he will, and he'll turn 22 years old this weekend. Can you, um, can you imagine him tracking down a, a civilian woman in the streets? Like, like you can't, even, her. like you can't even run away from this person. No, like, is it, like you don't think that they're that fast. Like, do you know what five flat is in the forty? By the way, that's, yeah, that's that's crazy. Speed. You know, yeah, you by know human how, standards, yes. not by football standards, nah, but by, no. by regular civilian. You know how next day. year the Guardians opening day game is on that that the eclipse. eclipse. Day. Yeah, they should bring he him. He should out. throw out the first pitch. Yeah, that's a great he idea. He has Bull. to throw out the first pitch because he can block day. out the sun. Yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> they got they gotta have you that. You need to get that to Curtis. Yes, because they could use go, a couple Curtis. of good ideas right now. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Is that where we're going? Are we yeah. going to Guardians? Oh, yeah, wow. we're going Guardians. Right. But before we go Guardians, I want to remind everybody that for $4.99 a month, you can become an Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show member. Like I mentioned earlier, Earl, Earl and I feel a little left out back here behind the glass without emojis. The more members we have, the more emojis we have, and Earl and I wanted our own emoji. You can gift memberships to friends that you have in the chat. It's $4.99 a month. You get overtime. You get special benefits. It's a great deal. And now, talk about great deals. Guardians I think deadline. good emojis for Earl and Anthony. For Anthony, it should be like a guy with a, a pocket square. Something, like a pocket something on his shirt misspelled. You know, Are you calling me a nerd with yeah, a pocket square? Too. For Earl, it should be like Earl and then a heart and then Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, that's appropriate. You know, <laughs> that is very. I think that my emoji should just say "can't spelly." Just like yeah, a bit really right. big in the chat. Yeah, Anthony can't spelly. <laughs> I think that'd be perfect. You don't even need, but it's got to have your face. Oh, I'm, uh, yeah. I can be like, uh, you can put my face in the sea of the can't. Yeah, there you go. I, I actually was at home, and I was, and when I seen this pull up, I was like, wow, I'm actually interested in this topic. I, this is a very funny topic. The to Guardians. Me. The Guardians. They pulled up in a plane. <laughs> so let's set the table with the trades. First, they dump Aaron Savali, yeah, right? who had not lost in eight starts. He's their number one. He's, he's been yep. their best pitcher. He, he's their best pitcher. Yep. Uh, they ship him. Then they admit that they missed on the biggest offseason signing of the year in Josh Bell. So Bell and Zanino, the two big splashes that the Ooh. front office made, not on the roster as of August 1st. Right. That's a failing grade for the front office. 100%. And I got to tell you, I am as pro Guardians front office as anyone in town. Agreed. I think they do That's among the they are among the best in Major League Baseball for especially when it comes to getting the most out of what they have to work with. They're incredible. Antonetti does an unbelievable job. It's just it's really uh, I'm shocked that Antonetti and Chernoff are still here. Yes. Because I know a lot of other teams would love to steal the them Mets away. wanted Chernoff. Of course they did. And, and there are a lot take, of other teams yeah. that would take Antonetti or Chernoff. Yeah. They always get these things right. Now, you're not going to every time get it right. Nobody bats a 1,000. But if we're going to hand out grades for the front office in this most recent offseason, they get a failing grade. 100%. I, I, think it, I think if you look at what they've – now, listen, we'll see what these – I think in the long run, you know, depending on how what happens with this kid they got from Tampa Bay, that trade could turn out to be a really good trade for them. However, as of this moment in time, I would say over the last two years – They've done a terrible job. They, they have. have. The, the guys they've added have not done anything. Nope. They have failed to use their prospect depth to acquire proven good talent. We've been talking about that, Jay, for two, three years. And, and Bull, to your point, all yeah. of those guys are now approaching expiration dates. That's right. Because we've seen what they are. Yes. And nobody has overwhelmed. Nobody has. If you look at all their hitting prospects, again, for most of them, it's way too early to make judgments. Right. However, if you look at most of their young players that we've been talking about for a couple of years, whether it's Arias or Freeman or Naylor or Rocchio or Valera, 
none of those guys, their value has all dropped. Now, Every some, one of them. Of them, some of them, it's un, maybe unfair because they've barely played. And Freeman's been fine when we've seen him, even Ed Brennan, too. Their value has all dropped, and they failed to get Sean Murphy, get uh, um, uh, what's his name for the Pirates? Who I wanted them to You wanted Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. They, they failed to get, you know, it, it, on and on and well, on. Well, the catcher was really the, the head scratcher for me. The yes. A's let him go for nothing. Or Matt, Matt Olson was the other guy I was thinking. Matt about. Olson. So we've got these yeah. guys who now are approaching expiration dates because yeah. now, now there's a body of MLB work for some of them. Yes. And it's not overwhelming. No. Now, again, Bo Naylor, way too little sample size. I, I like Bo, what I've seen I'm out putting of him. Bo Naylor in the he's going to be I think a he's going to be a player. Category. Yes. I think but he is. Guys, but we don't. I, I, Arias, I, I said this in June. I've seen nothing from him. I'm done. I'm done. He strikes out 40% of the time. I don't know. What... He still dives at bad balls. And here's the most incredible stat. I can't believe this is a stat. Yeah. Check me on this. I, I want to make sure I'm right. Ooh. Okay, there it is. He's actually had two RBI in the last couple of days. Bull, he was sitting at four home runs and six RBI. That's insane. And he's, and he's played like 75 games. Uh, it's, it's, it's nuts. Some of the numbers, the lack of power on this team is, you know, we talked about it last year. Can you win without power? Well, the only way you can even possibly win without power Great pitching. is if everything else is Perfect. spot on. Yes, you're right. The, the rotation, the bullpen. No injuries. Getting on base. No in- and none of those things, they're not getting on base. The rotation's been fine, but it's not been great. We talked the about... The bullpen's been a huge disappointment. Huge. We talked about the rules changes, how all oh, this is going to play right into the Guardians' hands. It didn't. What, why'd they stop running? <laughs> I don't can, know. can someone answer that to me? <laughs> Last year, their strength yeah. was they got on base and they stole bases. Yeah. Now, the distance to steal a base was shrunk by four and a half inches. Right. Everybody else in baseball is running more than they did last yeah. year but us. No, and well, they're not, part of it is they're not getting on base as much as they did last year. I guess, but... But, but no, you're right. The other night, uh, I can't remember which game. They're all a blur of boring and, and bad yeah. at this point. But there was one game the other night where Miles Straw pinch ran. And you expected I, him to run. And he just stood and there. And he stood there. I'm like, what is he doing? Why are you in the game? It's crazy to me. You know what, guys? I look at it this way. Um... It's one has to wonder the morale of the thought it's process. Low. Oh, I, no, down. I don't have to wonder. I'll tell you where it is. It's in the toilet. Yes. If, if, I'm, if I'm a young player, I look up and there's no upside. So if I'm a young player and I perform what I'm supposed to do, I'm either going to have to go somewhere else and, and get another deal or I'm going to be looked to be traded. Gee, and, not even a young player. What is Jose thinking right now? I'm pissed if I'm Jose. I am too. I yeah. gave you Here's all that money to do what with. In, in, the bottom line of it is this. And I tweeted out that uh, this is it. They punted on the season. It's over. And most everybody agreed with it, but there are always the contrarians that were like, oh, you're nuts. We're still going to win the Central. Yada, yada, yada. Well, All that listen, on and on, I, on. I, would, I would say they could still win the Central because it's so bad. Season's but they over. did punt on the, the season. The season is over. But, and, and here was the message to the clubhouse. Yeah. And they received it loud and clear. Yep. They're 0-3 since the message. The message was, and this is the most disappointing thing to me, the message was, we don't believe in you guys. That's what the players' takeaway is. Right. Yeah. They sent their second most productive power hitter and their big offseason signing, yeah. which they're glad to get out of that deal. Yeah, he's been I mean, overall bad. He's but, overall been yeah. bad, but it, getting better. He's already it, it, played it, a little better. He's already home. It, it didn't the help that he had four hits the next day. No, and, and, guys, and, and the guys in that pre, in the, the, fact, in the box was like, I, I, yeah, no. really. I, I get if I'm a, if I'm on the Guardians, I'm I'm a little I'm certainly annoyed that Savali got traded. They loved Rosario. I understand why they traded Rosario. I I thought they should. And getting rid of Bell's contract, I don't know how they did it. That, that I don't great. either. I thought they, are they paying part of that? They have to be. No, that. because they they got Gene Segura in the deal. And they got to pay released him. him, right? But they got to pay him, right, through next year. But but I, he doesn't get paid. I as just much. I couldn't believe that they got somebody to take him either. I know because and they I, got I mean, a lottery ticket and, first round pick. And not to right. mention they were talking about trading Shane Bieber before he got hurt. Oh, Bieber would have been traded had he not been hurt. So, he would have so, been gone. So yeah. they're they're looking around like, hey, listen, they're, they're, this is a fire. So the players that are on the roster, here's what they're saying. Here are the facts, yeah. and I'm not going to – this is no opinion. This is fact. With the Guardians a half game out of first place right. and on a bit of a roll, the front office traded their number one pitcher right. currently and their number two power hitter mm-hmm. 
essentially waving the white flag on the season. Now, I had right, people... And one of their most popular clubhouse and, and guys. Rosario was the... Right. Yes. Rosario was I a know guy that was a little earlier, but... Right. But I mean, you got to throw him in the mix because right. that was the beginning of the end. Right. For me. And added only so, one major league player, a, a pitcher who'd been awful. So you lose an every uh, 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 your top pitcher yeah. and two everyday players. Yep. And you get what? Now, I know everybody's saying, hey, this trade might work out in the long run. I am done with the long run. That's fair. I'm, I'm done with the That's long fair. run. Because here's what happens. The finish line keeps getting moved. Yep. That's right. And it, it's it frustrating. Was, and, and, and so you never get to the finish line because you just keep trading players. And, and, and yes, is it possible that two years from now we'll say, wow, glad Maybe. they made that trade. But we've but heard that a million I'm times already. I'm the moment. Yes. Uh, two years from now isn't guaranteed for anybody. Nothing. Nothing. And, and so here's what they – the message to the team was – we don't believe in you guys. That's right. We don't believe you guys and, can do what the Braves did two years ago. And, and you know what? Oh, Jay, by the way, the Braves yeah. in August 9th in 21 were under 500. I believe, I don't know if it was in August, but the Nationals, when they won the World Series, were under 500. Yep, I think too. that was in July. I think it was after, still, I mean, after the All-Star break. You right. know, it's but, it, it's not like it can't be done. You know what the Braves did in 2021 at the break? They went out and made trades. Well, that's to, right. To strengthen their team. And to give them a chance to win. And look at a team like Texas, a team that's never oh won anything, God. right? They saw an opportunity. They're close. Because the Let's American go. League is wide open. I agree. There is no dominant I, team in the American League. I agree. You and look at the, the Orioles have the best record in the American League. I don't like their pitching. I don't either. I don't think they're And I still think they're fool's gold. They're I think they're a much better team. Their manager's done a magnificent job. They're, their lineup's great. Yep. And their bullpen's great. But their great. pitching is but weak. Their rota- well, their bullpen's great. The back end of their yeah, bullpen. Yeah, but their starting pitching, their starting pitching is, is a, not good enough to win and, three playoffs. And I didn't series. think they were aggressive enough. They got Jack Flaherty. He's a nice pitcher, but he's, he's right. not special. The, the Texas Rangers, the Rangers said, went out. They, go, they go. got Scherzer. They got Montgomery. They added Aroldis Chapman. They said, we never win. We're going over. Now, the Guardians, for much of the year, I was like, they should be sellers. They should be sellers. But in the last couple of weeks before the deadline, I changed my tune on it. You aren't here when we talked about it because, obviously, you and I weren't on all the time together. Now we will be. But I said, the American League, the reason that for, for much of the year, I was like, they should be sellers because they're not going to win in the playoffs. But... The American League was so mediocre that if the Guardians had gotten aggressive at the deadline and gone the other way, there's no reason. The Twins did nothing. The Guardians could have won. They didn't won. have to. They could have won. As, as even with the white flag, they could still possibly win the division. They won't because the team, I think, is going to fall apart. Well, they were no hit two days That's after right. the trade deadline. <laughs> Which is amazing. And by the way, if you watch that game. Pitiful. Uh, it was. Im- now, look, I don't blame the players. There's, they were saying to management, oh. You quit on us? Yeah. We're quitting now, on that you. That was now, awful. And you... that, it was so bad that Antonetti and Chernoff yeah. got their asses down to Houston we, to yeah. try to explain to the team why right. they're so cheap. You can't keep, you nailed it. Maybe this guy's a great prospect, but you can't keep kicking the can down the road can't all the time. One of these years, you've got to say, enough. Yep. Thank you. We're going for it. Yep. We're Thank trying you. to win. We're I understand here. that the Guardians' here. position, they can't do that every year. Right. But they got, it's been Thank a while you. since they've done it. It's been six years. Did I see an owner's? Thank I saw. You. I, I, you know, I always protect the Dolans because I yeah. say, look, you know, they're sitting on an asset, but they're not independently wealthy outside of that. And I saw a list of the major league owners. Yeah. And Larry Dolan was like fourth on the list. Yeah. I, I, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, hey, but, now look, I don't know if that was because he's sitting on a four billion dollar asset. But, and, 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 that, and that they're factoring that but, into but his could overall that be, wealth. Wouldn't that be factored into every everybody? Team? I don't know. But yeah. yeah, but some teams might be worth $3 billion, but their owner has an independent wealth of $2 billion. Here's the right. bottom line. We need a new owner. That, that, we, we, wow. I, you know, I have never gone Man. out. Whoa. Whoa. Bull. I don't disagree, but that's a – I mean, you've very, been very, a big owner bold. guy. I have been huge team dole. Yes. Because they've been smart with their wow, front office. That's crazy. But Bull, yeah. when you look at what winning teams are doing. Yes. And now look, I don't you can have a rich owner that spends dumb like the Mets, and you you know, the Mets payroll, they have a bigger they're paying players that aren't currently on their roster. Yeah. Almost as much as they're paying their hundred and fifty million dollar roster. Yeah, they're they're the guys they're paying that are not on the roster would be the 17 high, 17 yes. highest payroll in baseball. It, which is unbelievable. <laughs> Nuts. So, what I'm saying, the yeah. Dolans have always been the smartest group. But this lack of spending yeah. and overall cheapness right. 
You're never going to win that way. You can't. You might come not, close. Not now. Not anymore. No, not you anymore. Know, because it used to be maybe just the Yankees and Dodgers would spend. But now it's half the league spending a lot. I know they are. You've maybe got the Rangers, teams. the Astros. Those are middle of America. Those aren't all, coastal cities. All the Cardinals Texas, spend. All, it used to be the coastal teams. cities that Even did that. Even the Brewers. Like they spend, I know. They're not going to spend like the Yankees. And but look, they, I'm not advocating that the Guardians be in the top five payrolls. I'm but, not. That's no, not what I'm you saying. you've got to be middle of the pack. But you've got to spend some money. Yes. And up until this year, they've spent it, for the most part, very wisely. They missed on Zanino badly. Yeah. They missed on Bell. They cut bait on both. I don't. David Blitzer's in the wings. Yeah, he's going to be the majority owner in a, in a handful of years. You know what? Do all of Cleveland a favor and make the transaction happen right now. I love it, Jay. Let's I go. love it. Let's go. I, because I'm done pissing around with maybe next year. And, it's enough and you know already. what? I don't. I don't know how much this is true. I don't yeah. know. Jim Donovan reported on the air earlier this week when he was talking about this emergency flight from Cleveland down to uh, Texas to talk to the team. Yeah. He was saying that there was, you know, that things weren't good with Tito either. That Tito was upset. Yeah. Now, I don't know where he got that information, well, but that's what he reported when he was he was telling me on Channel 3 yeah. earlier this week that there were a lot of grumblings in the clubhouse, not just the players, but amongst the coaches too, and it was so bad that Chernoff and Antonetti felt we needed to go down there and explain yeah. ourselves. If you have to explain to your team why you've given up on them, and part of that explanation is, even though these rankings came out and our owner is listed as the fourth or fifth richest owner in baseball, yeah. that we don't have the money to compete. Nobody wants to hear Good that. luck. Especially when Jose took so much less money to stay here. And for you not to spend. And now it's like they trade Josh Bell and they're saving $10 million next year, right? And I'm like, well, but are they going to use that money on players? Well, I have let, no let me answer that for that. you. No. no. Right? Because in the past, when they cut huge payroll, Frankie, and when, when they moved on from Frankie, we were told that's all going to be reinvested into right. the team. They didn't. No, no, It no. wasn't reinvested. Next year. Next I, year. You know, next year. If your number one concern is how low your payroll is going to be, you're telling fans you want them to keep coming out to the ballpark, which, by the way, attendance figures are up. Great. I'm anxious to see what happens to attendance figures from here on out. Oh, I think it's going to tank. I, I have no plans to go. I, and, and None. The shame of it is... That overall in baseball, attendance is a 25-year high, which is great. Yeah, everybody's up. And as you said, the Guardians are up. People were energized. Even though the team was mediocre, we understand they weren't that good. We all know that. But, Bull, remember but, what they did last year in September? Right. They won 21 of 27. They got hot at the end of the year. They have that, and they did it. And, and here's the thing. Bieber and McKenzie have not been ruled out for the season. That's right. If, now, if they would have come out and said a week before the trade, we're shutting both down for the year. It's this, it's this cautious approach. Right. Yeah. We're shutting them down for the year. Okay, then your season is over. Right. If you, but I've been operating all year under this premise. Yeah. It doesn't matter what Bieber does in June and July and August or McKenzie. If you win the division, it only matters what they do in October. Well, and, and so they, if they're both healthy yeah. and Savali is pitching like a true front of the rotation Bybee's guy, been great. Bybee's been great, you've got four starters that right. you can roll out there. In a, don't tell me this team had no chance to win no. the World I, Series. I, I, the I, Orioles rotation stinks. The Rays have a ton of injuries at pitcher. The Yankees are a disaster. They are. Texas is good and they've gotten better, but they have no track record in the playoffs. We know what Houston could do, and they did get Verlander, but Verlander hasn't been that good, he hasn't. and Framber Valdez is their only very reliable but starter. Yeah, to, I, to break it down into just regular human code, yeah. we, we work on a show, right? We put a lot of energy and effort into the show. We go to, you know, the people and the stat guys say, Ian, and a lot of the guys say, man, you guys, you guys are the top in the market. You're the best out. Right now, we're leaders in the industry. And then the year comes around where we talk about contracts, and then all of a sudden, it's like, well, um, we're not going to pay you what, you know, what, what your worth, your value is. So you'll just have to go to another market in town to get that, that money. Yeah. So they switch it up and bring more four or five other different people host in. And so every three years, there's a new G. Bush and a new J and a new Bull and and people were saying, hey, we just got, we, we, we like to show, right. we like, how come we can't reinvest in these people? And then you look around and say, well, because we don't want to pay a market value. We, we really want to, we really want to keep our yeah. payroll. And, but you, you're expecting people to come patronize you, yeah. be loyal, buy memberships, get to know people, and then they leave. 
if I was a, if I was a baseball player, I'm, I I just think like this. I would tell myself, what makes me any different from Sabathia or Lindor or yeah. Cliff and, Lee or whatever the case but may what, be. But what was frustrating is that they had fight. I think part part of the reason the attendance was good is I think the rule changes have helped with that. The games being yep. quicker. I think that this this fifty five dollar ticket they're selling. Where you get unlimited game standing room. Yeah, and I still helps. can't. I, I can't pin down how many of those seats are available. I think yeah. it's between two and three thousand. But I think but that's that's the difference yes. that they're up. But and I those sell out. I think another thing that at least played a small role in the increase is that they signed Ramirez and they signed Jimenez. Yep. Right. They made a commitment to a couple of certain your best player and then another guy you, you know who's had a bad year, but last year he was great. He was an all star. And so it finally said, maybe they're going to do things differently. And then this year's just been the, besides that, it's been the same old nonsense with it has. the money. And, and that's it, so frustrating. And I, I've, I've put up with it. Yeah. I've supported it. I've, I've defended them. 100%. I've defended them for years, both yeah. at ESPN, amongst their baseball community in, right. internally, uh, nationally, and of course, locally here. I have defended and I have been a huge supporter of the Dolans because they've worked so smart with their front office and they're yeah. able to achieve so much more without spending the $180 million a year. Right. But I I just, I'm, I'm so done with this idea that, well, we're going to get a kid that might be good two years down the I road. Know. But they won't even play the kid though. That's, that was my problem. Like, why is Miles Straw playing? When I was well, he's the, hurt. Well, well he, the race guys, you know, his yeah, shoulders. He's hurt right oh, now. Well, well, here's my thing. I'm looking at it like this: when Oscar Gonzalez was just chilling and he was hot, yeah, and they would not bring him up. I said, bro, I know pe- people like me. You sold people like me. Like, hey, look at this guy against the Yankees and the Rays in the playoffs. What it? showing up doing his thing? He was the hero. He was the guy. Yeah. I'm like, look. People start running around talking about SpongeBob, and then we get he gets 25 games of being a season, and, 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 it's, and that's it. It's done. And while meantime, you've got Arias, who is in the same category as right. Gonzalez, more well thought of as a prospect. Right. But Gonzalez delivered, and Arias is a guy that oh, he's going to be good. We got to get him at bats. We got to get him looks. Let's trade a very popular player right. and get him out so we can see Arias every day. And the guy's got four home runs and six and, RBIs. And they until never recently. sent him down. Never. And, never. and here's the thing, Bull. Like you, you looked at those numbers and said, "Wow, that's a lack of power." What I look at the four home runs and eight RBI as, that's just the lack of hitting the ball yeah. in the clutch. Yeah. You've got four home runs. He had four home runs and six RBI. Right. Like, okay, so in all of your other at bats with guys on base, right. you're not he, driving them in he somehow. Singles, and, uh, and, sacrifice. And, and by the way, right. listen, I, I'll use the Cubs as an example because they're my other team, obviously. And I understand the Cubs have a, a bigger payroll and, and more advantages. However, the Cubs were kind of a similar team to the Guardians right. this year. Yeah. They were very, now, the Guard, Cubs weren't expected to be good. The Guardians were. So that's a difference. But they were a middling team in a bad division. Now, the NL Central is better than the AL Central, but it's still not a very good division. And the Cubs had played better right before the deadline like the Guardians had. They had. The Cubs went in. They didn't. They were. They was talking about them trading Strowman. They didn't trade him. Now he's been, not been pitching well. They was talking about them trading Bellinger. Bellinger's playing like an MVP right I now. I know he is. Why they would you kept, trade him? They kept him. It's high, it's high value. Right. And what they did was they went and traded for a kid from the Nationals, Jamer Candelario. Right, right. Originally came up with the Cubs. He goes to the Cubs. He goes eight for his uh, first nine Jeez. with the Cubs. They score a, a franchise record, uh, forty-five runs in a four-game series. They, their team was juiced and jazzed. Sure, you hey, know why? Because their owner us. said, we believe in you guys. And We're going to give go you the crazy. tools you need. They didn't, they didn't buy like the Rangers did. Right. They just went and got one player and then a you know, relief but pitcher. Pieces they needed. Right, but they didn't sell. They didn't give up. Right, and where the Guardians' ownership message was, we don't believe in you right. guys. We're not going to give you any tools to put you over the hump. Right. Everybody kept saying, are they buyers or are they sellers? And I said, if you have to ask that question, you are a buyer. You should be. And I kept saying all leading up to the trade deadline, they're not going to move Savali. They're not. He's their only hope. And what did they do? They went wholesale sale. <laughs> wholesale all in were sellers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the message to the fan is a tired one. And I, I've been a public defender of this franchise and the ownership group for a long time. I was wrong. I yeah. was wrong. Wow. You, you know, wow. the in, on the other hand, they could like the Angels. Their chances of making the playoffs are slim. But they were they like, were, we want to make it. They were buying to try. Too. They were very aggressive. And by the way, they're sitting on baseball's hottest asset. Yeah, at hundred percent. And you know what they did is, you know, 
Nobody was asking the Guardians to go get a superstar, go get Otani. The Angels made a trade for Randall Gritchick and C.J. Crone. I saw that. Those are just two starting caliber players who, by the way, would be two of the better hitters on the Guardians. Yep. Sure. If they had made that kind of trade, the Angels didn't give up some top prospect. And I don't care. Trade a freaking prospect already. Are you disappointed for what they got for Savali? Because I thought they'd get more for him. Well, I thought they'd get a couple of prospects and an everyday player. You know, and they got neither. I, I was very disappointed they did not. Tra- if they were going to trade him, and I was okay with them trading him, but I wanted a proven hitter. I wanted not a bigger a, hole not than another what they guy got. that you're going to tell me is going to be good because you've been telling me that all these guys are going to be good, and so far they haven't been. Now they may be. You know who's been good? Will Benson in Cincinnati. I know. He's been their best hitter, it's, it's, one of their best hitters, since he came. They struggled in April. But then when he went to the minors, he came back. He's been great. Nolan Jones, been tremendous in Colorado. And by the way, I mentioned this yesterday, because people always bring this up in Colorado, his numbers are better on the road than they are in Colorado. Everybody said, well, he's got inflated numbers because he's hitting in Colorado. No, better no. on the road. Yandy Diaz, and we know. So, and I mean, Yandy Diaz. So all of that stuff goes into the category of grading the front office. Yes. Which I had always defended. And still, I still like Antonetti a lot and Chernoff a lot. I hope that this franchise keeps both because they're assets. But at the end of the day, they've got to be tired too because they're getting marching orders. Yeah. And 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 when you look at it, you don't go get on the plane if you are really concise and cool, which which you just did. Things are really bad. We have a better likelihood of being caught by the Tigers than winning the Central. We'll see. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I, but I I think the way I, the season I ends is the Tigers. I still give them a chance us. to win the division just because I think the Twins stink too. But if I had to bet, I would bet with you that they they fall behind the Tigers. I'm just going. Pets. I'm going off what I saw after the three yes. game. You know, the, in the three right. games after They're the four, trade was made. What four and a half ahead of Detroit, four in the loss column. By the way, going back to your Francona thing for a minute. Now, Francona hasn't had a great year. I think no, it's been a tough year for some him. Mistakes. And I didn't like the way he handled Zach's question about well, Miles Straw. And that, I thought he handled that very poorly. Very poorly. But I think part of that was his frustration with what's going on with the team. May have when, been when he goes. Well, who am I supposed to bring in? Yeah, no, you're right. Now, there were guys you could have brought in. Yeah, it, it, but it, the meme to that would be yes. him looking over to Chernoff and Antonetti. Yes. Who right. you want me to hit? Yeah. <laughs> Got nobody over but there. all these guys stink. But now, yeah. and I'm surprised Zach didn't fire back. But, well, do you want me to list the guys? He did. And he, he did. No, he did. No, he did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would have pushed even harder. Yeah. They both got higher OPSs. Yes. They both have better chance of hitting a home run. Yeah. And, and Tito said in that situation, we, we, you know, we didn't need a home run. We needed a base hit. Well, you would have taken uh, a home I'd run. I take though. a home run. Oh, yeah. you know, you by the way, a home run does clarify come <laughs> as a hit. That's I mean, right. you're down one. <laughs> and, and I can guarantee you this: the guy you let bat is not going to hit a home run. No, he hasn't hit one in almost two years. And look at his numbers in clutch situations in bases low. They're awful. They're awful. Even, they're even worse than his regular numbers. I, I've been a huge uh, uh, defender of Miles Straw in the past yeah. with his defense. I still think he's a tremendous defender. He is. We've seen him make some plays. He made a throw the other day that won a game for them. Yes. Uh, he makes some great catches. He gets to balls that not every center fielder gets to. He's an above average, near elite center fielder. I yeah. mean, by virtue of him winning a gold glover, yeah. of being a gold glover last year, he is an elite center fielder. But the drop-off between what he gives you in in the field yeah. and what he's giving you at the plate is so dramatic, yeah. I can no longer trade him. Trade him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Get rid of him. Well, because it's a hole in our lineup that we just can't make up for. If with the they other eight trade guys. Bieber this offseason, which I think they will, well, why wouldn't they? I'll tag him right along. Then you know I'm, why I'm, they want him to pitch a few games in September so they can show the, the that's market? Right. That's, that's it. And I say, and that's all. You want Bieber? You got to take Straw. <laughs> you got to take Straw. Take this guy take off, him off hands. our hands. What does he have? Two more years or one? I think it's three. Oh my! After this year, three I more years. So. I hope you're wrong. That's disgusting. I could now be, it's but... really not that big of a number, Bull. But for them, it is. But I don't even look at it as the it's number. like an average of. He's f- taking up a space. Yeah, if you if, so anybody's going to be he better. If their fourth outfield, they're fine. Right, we have defensive replacement. We have Miles Straw, and he is an unrestricted under, unrestricted free agent, twenty twenty nine. Oh my! What you mean? God. No, that's but that's wrong. There's there's team options there. Hold on. He there better be a team option. He's got three years guaranteed. Oh my god! Okay. Uh, Bad job by the front office on so, that deal. So too. next year, four point nine million, which is really in baseball terms, bull. That's nothing. That's no, nice. for them it's not nothing, but it's not much. Yeah. yeah. In twenty twenty five, he's guaranteed six point four million. Okay. And they're going to end up trading him for a prospect. And in twenty twenty six, he's guaranteed seven point four million. Oh and then there are two team options, which they will never pick up. 
They will not pick up. They're not but exercising an option. There's a total of 2.25 million in buyouts for those options. Again, chump change in Cor- baseball circles. Right, but they they owe him a total of guaranteed about 21, 22 million over you know the what? next three years. Here's what I would say. Yeah, that's seven million a year. For Cut him. bait. Cut I mean, bait. Yeah, it's time. Trade to- him for a prospect. Anything you can get for him. I, I don't even know I, that they can I do that. I would just give him up to have somebody take his salary. But then spend it, spend it. That's it. You saved on Josh Bell. Spend yeah. the freaking money. I Can know. you imagine how good this team could be if their payroll was 140 million? Middle of the road. Give I'm me not a asking 200, payroll. 250, 140 million, 150 What's million. What's the Twins payroll? Their payroll is pretty big. They've oh, got yeah. some big contracts on that team. Oh yeah. Just so I would I would guess that they're in the 130, 150 million I mean, range. They're paying they're paying uh, what's the second baseman a bunch of money, ain't they? Yeah, they just signed. Just signed. Uh, Correa, Correa, yeah. shortstop. What, what do you got? All right, here we go, guys. Here's team payrolls. Oh, okay. Here's the payrolls. Minnesota, in this, the other payrolls in this division. All right, the White Sox are 15th in baseball, right in the middle. Are they number one in the division? Uh, they, have a, they are number one in the division. What's their payroll? $162 million. Okay. The Twins, seven, 16th overall, one spot behind Chicago, at $154 million. Okay. The Tigers, who stink, are 20th in payroll. At 121 million, Kansas City. But Miggy's still on there, and he's a big piece. Of true, it. that's true. That that knocks him down. Still, it'd be at 100. But if you took Miggy off, they'd be bottom yeah. five. Uh, Kansas City is 25th at 90 million, and then the Guardians are 26th so, at 88 million. So, so the Royals are spending more money the than Royals. Me. So so you're last in your Done division. Yeah. Done with it. Oh, come on. Y'all been, they've been playing around with it. It's y'all. time we start grading and judging the ownership, they and not that's just right. the front office. I can separate the two. The ownership of this team yes. has been million, abysmal. 88. What's amazing is two of the four teams behind them actually are, do, are doing great. Tampa Bay and Baltimore are 27th and 28th, and then Pittsburgh and Oakland Look, are the last if, if it weren't for the injuries, we would be in that class too. And that's how the owners have gotten away with spending so little money. Right. Because they keep winning. Kudos to you. You're winning on a very, very small budget. Great job. That's not the goal. No. The goal is to win it all. That's and right. you're not going to do that. On that kind of budget? No, you're not. So, it's just like simple. being like, "Hey, listen, I've been getting, I've been getting B pluses by not studying." <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm just going to continue to be a B plus. Yeah, he's got no, until a, you a, until, a four until you get them D's and F's, and then you go home and say, "Well, you ain't been studying." Well, he's got traditionally. Right. Yeah. That's a good analogy. He's gotten away with it because he's got a great front office and a great manager. They haven't had both the front office and manager have had a bad year this year, and. And so we're that's seeing, we're, now yes. we're seeing the warts that they that's used right. to hide up. That's right. Chernoff and Antonetti and particularly Tito yeah. hit a lot of warts. Now, I don't know if – Bull, somebody hey, asked hey. me this uh, after they were sellers. Yeah. Is this it for Tito? I and I had to think be. about it, and here's yeah. what I said. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he walked away. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I he mean, walked away after this season. It, it, he feels like one of these guys that can never walk away, but – couldn't he go back to ESPN or Fox? He could or easily something? go back to ESPN or Fox yeah, yeah. in a heartbeat because he's great in that setting. Yeah. But honestly, I think he can still manage. What if he were, and everybody wanted to say managers don't affect the game? Yeah. Look at what Bochy's doing in Texas this year. They were a wild underachiever yeah. last year. They bring Bruce in, or yeah. Bruce is there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They bring Bruce in, and all of a sudden, with a team that's very comparable to what they had last year, they made yeah. a couple of additions. They're running away with things. Well, even in, and even a, I give credit to Brandon Hyde, the manager of the Orioles. Yes, they were a hundred lost team two years ago. I know. And now they're going to win ninety plus games this year, maybe a hundred, likely win the East. Yeah, and he's doing it with. Look at their pitchers. I know. So I'm looking at Tito saying yeah. that there's got to be a team, the Cubs. There's got to be a team out there that recognizes the value of a guy like Tito, because for the most part, twenty five of these managers are interchangeable. That's true. But like anything else, like running backs in the NFL, it's the five that are elite. There is a huge gap between Nick Chubb and a lot of other starting running backs in the NFL. Yeah. So it makes it worthwhile to have an elite player at that position. Yeah. And it's the same thing with manager. We're seeing that in Texas this year. We saw it with, hell, uh, Dusty Baker yep. in Houston. That's true. Like these, these are not interchangeable guys that are just going to manage by the statistics and by the 
analytics. Right. Yeah. Feel comes into play, and Tito has had a great feel for it. I would think another team would be very interested yeah, in hiring I mean, who Tito. Who knows with his health? Can, health I, you know, I don't know. Knows. But if I'm Tito yeah. and I'm having to trot this lineup out every single day. It's painful. I would at some point say, now it's starting to reflect poorly on me. I'm, I'm not going to do For it. years, I've described the Browns, not anymore, as bad and boring. There's not, you know, that's the worst. Yeah, it is and the That's worst. what the Guardians are right now. Yeah, they're, they're, they're uneventful. They're not fun not, to watch. I, I, yeah. Shout out to the Migos. I, bad and bougie. Um, but yeah, but bad and bad. Hey, if you're going to be bad, be spectacular. Yeah, be right. bad with a lot of drama. Uh, yes. Hit me a couple home runs. Hit some pitchers. Hit some batters. Maybe clear out the dugouts. Give me a dust up here and there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, we'll yeah. By the way, Otani hit his 40th homer yesterday. Crazy. He could hit 60. He'd have to get red hot to do it, but he could do it. <laughs> how do you I mean, be that insane. good? How are you that good? How about coming off? How about being a free agent off of this season? He's having his, I mean, he's been great the last few years, but this is his best season. Yeah. And you know what? That makes me want him even more because contract years are like the playoffs. Every game's like the playoffs because yep. these guys put so much pressure on them oh, yeah. to go out and perform. And a lot of times, you'll see guys in contract years fall on their faces. Oh, yeah. That's not the guy I want to call on in the ninth inning nope. of game seven. That's right. But Otani, and he proved it to me in the World Baseball Classic. It may not mean a lot to Americans, oh, but, but those- to his country, it's it big. was... The holy grail. And to the players, even the American players. Well, they, the American they were, players wanted it, but I mean, yeah. like, in, in Japan. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. Being Winning the World Baseball Classic, that's the highest honor a team can get. Yeah. He is in the most pressure-packed situation that you can imagine a pitcher be in. He's facing his major league teammate and the guy that's widely considered to be one of the best offensive guys in the game. And it's it's... It's almost a literary moment. It's like yeah. a Hollywood moment. Yeah. And Otani wins. I tell you what. And his team wins. Yeah. I want that guy on my roster in October. I, want, I can't wait to see him in October. I hope baseball. they make the playoffs. I hope any team that he plays on in the future makes the playoffs because oh. it's going to be must see well, television. It'll be sweet if they get the last spot over the Yankees. That would be really nice. Must, oh my God, I would love that. Must see television is this last read by Anthony. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> yeah we have say. no time for buy, save, trails. <laughs> trade, sell, whatever the hell it is. Real quick, guys. Yeah, Mike's going to be back Monday, and I just want to remind everybody to subscribe. And a personal note, thanks for watching this week without Mike putting the shows together. Earl and I appreciate it. Thanks to the host for putting up with us. It was a good week. It was a good time. Do you guys have any final takes? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, I think I just time, I so think I just, just did mine. Yeah, he just did. His. You that really let it all out there, Jay. The well, I was off for three days, and hey. uh, I, there was a lot that happened in the, the Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday when I wasn't on the show. I was fuming when they traded Savard. Yeah, I, I, I know that we're not completely seeing eye to eye on that. I just yeah. I, here's my thing: playoff baseball is because I'm a baseball fan. It's the most exciting thing on the sports calendar for me. Yeah. After last year's fun, even though it was just two series, they were great games. It, it was, was exciting. Those, to me, each playoff game to me is like a Brown Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're that close to reaching the yep. playoffs and you snatch it from the fans. It sucks. I've, I've had a lot of pent-up yeah. frustration. Yeah, I, I just I you. just let it all out. Yeah, those games you. were fun. Me, me and Earl got to do uh, quite a few of those post-game shows. Uh, for the Guardians and those, every pitch matters, in and that's the, every that, that's the thing. Every pitch counts. It's the the heightened. You you just nervous. You're on the edge of your seat. And how good was it coming off those walk off wins? Those are oh. those. That's what is when they beat the Yankees oh, and man. they ended up losing the series, of course. But then when they had that comeback win to beat the Yankees, like we were going bananas. Unbelievable. Yeah. I know. It's like a. It's like a. Yeah. You know, it's. I think it's better than a win over the Steelers in the regular season. To me, it's like a playoff win in the NFL. Yeah, Man, like this town goes yeah. bananas. Any yeah. playoff win count. Like and any the, the electricity in Cleveland last October was palpable. Yeah. Inside the uh, Progressive Field, you could s- smell it when it you walked in. They took away that. And chance. now we're not going to get that opportunity nope. this year. Thanks. 
Fan questions in overtime. I love it. Friday fan questions. All right, thanks for tuning in. As always, have a great weekend. Uh, For our Coaches Tier members, we'll see you in overtime on the uh uh-oh. Dang. And the stadium lights go out. Dang, I thought we paid our bills in Canton. Oh, not even close. Oh, that was was terrible. I turned off the wrong one. I think I hurt my rotator cuff on that. (laughs) Trade them, Guardians. (laughs) Get me out. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.